Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. So my partner and I moved to the Gold Coast, Australia from Sydney, where we both grew up about two years ago. And when we first came here, we made the mistake of getting buried in work and doing up our nice new house. And we didn't really focus on making friends. So at the beginning of this year, 2020, we both decided to go out and start making our own friends and developing our own friend group separately. And she made a friend, a, a guy, a male friend who she clicked with really well, became one of her favorite people in, in, in the whole area at the moment. And they've been hanging out a lot, sort of become a bit thick as thieves. And about a maybe a month ago, a few weeks ago, he started seeing a new woman. And this new woman has felt very insecure about the presence of my partner in this guy's life. And as a result, what she's tried to do is she started to try to exercise a number of control mechanisms to try to stop this situation essentially stop them being friends and it's been i won't talk about them all because this is a real these are real people i don't want to delve too much into the private lives but she's had a friend of hers go and have a serious chat to him about it uh she's refused to add my partner on facebook because my partner's reached out to be friends and actually my partner's worked really hard to try to uh to help this whole relationship develop uh, maybe the girl doesn't realize but my partner's actually helped him with texts. She's given him lots of advice about how to make her feel more comfortable. And, you know, she's worked her butt off. And so given this girl is really trying to hurt her friendship with this guy, my partner's feeling justifiably bummed. And so we've had a lot of chats about it and what to do about it, how to feel about it. And what it's really brought to my attention is that control is everywhere. I mean, control is is in a lot of relationships. And what we see control doing is degrading the quality of many relationships. And deep with this guy... Uh, her friend, you can see that the more she tries to control him, the more her relationship is starting to struggle because we don't like to feel controlled. And that's what this video is about, is guys using control to try to control the situation they feel insecure about, but it really hurts them. Now, before you switch off this video and go, I don't have a control issue, what are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not that person. Think for a second, when I said that I had a partner who became thick as thieves with another guy, did you feel like you needed to judge me for having, allowing my female friend, my, my partner to do that? Did you, did you judge her for going off and having other male friends? Did you judge my whole relationship? It's probably unreliable. It's probably doomed to end, right? Did you feel like you wanted to set me straight in the comments? Have you already written a comment? <laughs> if you had any of these experiences, or you thought that, that you know, you wanted to do one of these things, then you do. Control is a player for you, and it is for most guys. So, this is a video for you. Keep watching. Before I go on, I want to make something clear. Control is not a masculine problem or a feminine problem. Both genders do it equally. Eh, maybe one gender does it more than the other. I'm not sure which, but both genders do it a lot. However, most of my viewers are men, so I'm going to be more frequently referring to the male aspect on this than the female one, but definitely not isolating women out of this because they're guilty too. So feeling a sense of powerlessness is horrible, right? Feeling like you have a low self-esteem, things are going wrong, you can't control the situation around you is a horrific, horrific feeling. And very often, one of the ways that we try to deal with this is by exerting control over the actions of other people so that we can wrench back some sense of control over our, our environment. 
because you may not be aware, but your self-esteem and your sense of control over your world are intimately linked. And if we feel a complete lack of control, we very quickly can slip into a depression. It's a very, it's a very powerful set of emotions. But there's a problem. Have you ever experienced someone trying to covertly control your actions? How did you feel about that person? Did you want to hang out with them more or less? My guess is you wanted to hang out with them less, right? And the, the worst thing of it all is the cycle that guys get into, which is if we feel powerless, what we want to do is we try to exert control over someone. When we try to exert control over someone, they want to hang out with us less. Because they want to hang out with us less, we feel more powerless. So because we feel even more powerless, we try to exercise more control, which makes them feel like they want to get away from us more, et cetera, et cetera. And it becomes a vicious cycle. I know that a number of you watching, myself included in my past relationships when I was a younger man, have fallen into this trap of trying to constantly exert control. You can feel them getting pushed further and further away and you can't seem to help yourself. The more you try to exert control of them, the more they want to get away from you and then everything falls apart. So in this video, I want to talk about how we typically try to exert control over other people. First of all, to help you understand yourselves and control, trying to control people when we're feeling insecure is insidious. We don't often know that it's happening. Like a lot of men don't realize that we're using control as a way to attract partners into our lives. And that's why we're not getting partners into our lives because we're trying to do it through a control mechanism. So it's first of all, it's to help you identify the actions in yourself so you can, I guess, shine a light on it and stop. But secondarily, it's also because you don't want to date partners who are controlling, who use control as a way to deal with their self-esteem issues. And everyone has self-esteem issues. But if that's their primary go-to, it's maybe a way to either avoid the situation or help to work with them and educate them and get them away from that habit. So there are lots of ways in which people try to exert control, but I'm going to talk about three of the main ones that I see a lot of. So the first one is shame. And shame is massive, both on a societal level and on a personal level. Shame is a control mechanism that's always used to deal with, with, with insecurity. So men for thousands and thousands of years have been insecure, scared of female sexuality. And so for thousands of years, we have shamed women for exhibiting any forms of their own sexuality, right? It's embedded into our culture, into religion. It's so deeply embedded, right? Shame is used more recently by feminists, right? To try to control men's actions. And in fact, I'd argue that one of the reasons why feminists are so unpopular with men is because they've pretty much all through feminist, feminist history, they have tried to use shame to control our behaviors. And when someone does that, you, you don't want to communicate with them. You don't want to have dialogue. You don't want to talk. You don't want to have a rational chat because you're, you're being judged, right? You're being judged like you're a bad person for X, Y, Z. And because they use that shame mechanism, men will, will, will always struggle to, to want to listen. And, and, and it's always been brute force that they've used. And to be fair, men, men do it as well. But yeah, that's why the feminist movement gets such a bad rap. And justifiably so in some ways. But let's flip it away from the macro scale and get a little bit more personal. There's every chance you found yourself wanting to judge me for allowing my partner to have close male friendships. Maybe you want to judge my partner for having close male friendships while she has a boyfriend, right? Maybe you want to judge that guy for, be, for, for daring to become close friends with a woman who's already spoken for. Uh, any of these judgments could be coming apart, right? And the, the truth is that you judge because you want one or all of us to feel shame, to feel ashamed, right? And any time you're judging a person 
what you're wanting to do is control them because what you're going to do is you want them to know that they feel ashamed. And when once they feel ashamed, you want them to curb that behavior. That's how we try to control it. And shame is a very negative emotion. So you want to inflict a negative feeling on someone to curb how they behave. And this can appear in really, really small things. For example, let's say that you're on a date with a woman who checks her mobile phone a lot of the time, right? If your attitude is one of shame because you don't like this behavior and you think she should feel ashamed for looking at her phone all the time, there is a, actually a really big difference between saying to a woman, you know what, I really don't think you should be checking your phone on a date all the time. It's not a, it's not a good thing to do to someone, right? That's a judgment call. You're judging her for looking at a phone on a date and you want her to feel ashamed and, and maybe she'll stop looking at her phone. But what you've done is you've broken rapport. You've pushed her away. You've made her feel a little bit repulsed. If instead you said to her, you know, when we're on a date and you look at your phone a lot, it actually makes me feel like you aren't very interested in me. It makes me feel a little bit um, like you're trying to break a connection with me, right? If I say that, what I'm doing is letting her know how her actions are making me feel. Now, she can say, oh, sorry, I didn't realize that. Or she might say, oh, I... Uh, I actually want to check my phone regularly because my mother is sick in hospital and I don't want to miss any calls that come through. Things have changed. The situation is different because what I'm doing is I'm not passing judgment. And it's really critical. You can even say those exact words I said with a judgmental look on your face. Or you can say it very genuinely, just letting her know that this is how what she's doing makes you feel. Now, you might not want to do this on a first date. I wouldn't recommend that for a first date. But it's just an example of how even small things can be done or said with a judgmental mindset. And some people start this right from the get-go on a first date when you when you first approach them at a bar or club or at a party. Those little micro-judgments are coming through in the way you say things to them. Uh, and that can repel women or men very, very quickly indeed. The second sign of control is having a whole set of personal rules. So personal rules are ideas like maybe you have a personal rule that Men and women shouldn't be friends with each other, especially if one of them's in a relationship. Maybe the rule is men and women can't be friends. Maybe the rule is if you're dating someone, you shouldn't have opposite gender friends. Maybe your rule is guys who, any guy shouldn't be friends with a woman who's in a relationship. I don't know what the rule is. Maybe you have a rule like that. The thing is when you have these rules about the world, uh, you go through the world and if you date a woman who breaks these rules that you have, what you want to do is tell her, oh, these are the rules you should have known. But now that you know the rules, you're going to change, right? Um, you know, it's this, this way that we try to control the world by having these. And very often what we do is we have a traumatic experience. And off the back of a traumatic experience, we create a set of rules that the world is supposed to run by. So I'm a member of many um, uh, men's groups online and offline, Facebook men's groups, even Reddit men's groups. And, you know, the men in these groups are decent guys, really, uh, really wanting to help each other out. And still, very often, I'll see comments like, some guy will say, oh, uh, I recently saw a thread for the guy saying that his, his partner had started having a, a male friend and he was a bit insecure. Um, someone will say, literally, I my ex had a male friend for a few years that I thought was just a friend, but it turns out she was sleeping with him the whole time. I've learned my lesson. Now I know to never let my female friends have guy friends. My, my girlfriends have guy friends. <laughs> uh, and you'll, you'll learn your lesson soon too. That, that becomes a rule that they live their lives by because the pain was so great of that experience that they create this blanket rule to cover all situations. Uh, and when you, when you go through life with these rules, it is a form of control. You're trying to control people. 
Now, I had my own set of rules, and a lot of my rules when I was a younger man were, if you love me, you will do X, right? So if you do X, that's how I know you love me. And I would impose these rules, but I wouldn't impose them as these are the things that I personally want. It was like, you should do this, right? If you love someone, you, do, you should do that, right? If you loved me, you would do that. That's how these rules would come out. And that is a form of control, right? If you love me, you do that. In other words, right? You love me, right? Well, then do that. So these are ways that men and women often try to exert control. And if you recognize this in yourself, it's a pattern again that will repel partners rather than attract them into your life. Now, this last way of trying to exert control, I think risks rubbing some guys the wrong way. But I got to say, because it's such a massive one, thinking that everything is the woman's fault or thinking that everything is somebody else's fault when we feel powerless, when something goes wrong, when we feel rejected, when we feel hurt, when we feel like things haven't gone our way, the blow to our egos can feel immense. And one of the ways to protect ourselves from that blow is to, is to refuse to take any of the blame ourselves. So instead, what we do is we reflect that blame outwards and we say, well, it's everybody else's fault. It is, I'm not getting results on Tinder. It's all Tinder's fault because Tinder's a big joke. It's fake and Tinder just wants to make money and not really get anyone matches. If you get rejected in a bar or at a house party by a cute girl, you'll say to yourself, well, you know what? Women are just narcissistic little children. All they really want is to to play head games with guys. They don't really want to get with guys. They just want to mess with them. Okay. Now, here's why this is so insidious as a, this is so dangerous as a mindset is that while it's important not to reflect all the blame externally away from yourself, it's never only your fault either, right? So Tinder isn't perfect. <laughs> Tinder does do some shady things which make life hard for guys. Uh, there certainly are women in the world who are narcissistic little children who just want attention. These things do exist. The world sometimes is harsh towards guys. But what happens is when you shift all the blame, when you stop looking inwards, you make it impossible for yourself to, to improve, to get better, to make changes, to learn to adapt to an imperfect world because you are a victim. You now have a victim mentality and nothing can change for you. So what you do instead is you say, the world has to change. Women has to change. My partner has to change. She must. It's all her fault. Uh, you know, you start to do these things and sure, there may be things that your partner needs to change. But one thing I've learned a lot about relationships in my own life is that there is great power from looking at yourself and what you can change, looking at what you're in control of in your world, because maybe the problems you have in your relationship are partly your partner's fault, but amazingly, just by changing some things about yourself may automatically change those characteristics in your partner. Maybe they won't. Maybe the best action for you to do is to walk away. But more often than not, what changes you make affect the way that the world treats you. Uh, you know, I don't get, very frequently, I don't get played games with by women. Uh, why not? Why do other gay guys get played games with a lot? Because I just don't project that that's okay to do with me. So women who want to play games with me don't get very far. They don't get, uh, you know, when they try to play games, I don't play back. I just take a step back and they lose me. And they, So they don't get any feedback. So they don't get to get off the ground. And if they do actually like me and they usually play games to try to get a guy attractive, they stop quickly because they realize it's not working. So I don't get subjected to that stuff. And so you'll find frequently, not everything, but many of the things in life that you've suffered through, working on yourself first will prevent you from suffering with those things again in the future.
And the key, the key is subtle. The, the key thing to think about is subtly. If you're in a relationship, let's say my relationship, and let's say your, your partner starts, has a male friend already, let's say, and that makes you feel insecure. If you exert control to try to fit, change the situation, you are going to push that partner away and you're going to ruin a potentially great friendship they have. Um, instead, if you were to open a dialogue and say to them, uh, you know, instead of judging them, but if instead you were to say, you know, I've been hurt in the past by my partner who had a male friend. I'm feeling a little insecure about the situation. What would make me feel better is if X, Y, Z. And you can tell them then XYZ is not stop being friends with that person. XYZ is maybe if they help you build a friendship with this person too, so that you become close friends with them. If they, uh, if they make sure that you always know where they are at all times. It may feel a little petty right now, but because you're feeling insecure, these things would help. Giving them a guideline of things that they could do that would help your insecurity, because what you're doing is you're owning it. This makes me feel insecure. You may not be doing anything wrong, but this is what I'm experiencing. If you did these things, they would help with my insecurity. By doing that, you're not coming from a position of control. You're coming from a position of vulnerability, right? And it's interesting, the vulnerability attracts people when it's controlled vulnerability. So I'll do other videos on vulnerability, but vulnerability, which is like, ah, oh, wow, I just feel insecure. Fix it, fix it, fix it. Woe is me. You'll repel her. I get it. But if you're vulnerability, like I'm feeling insecure about this, these are the things that would help. Um, you are taking charge of your vulnerability and the things that make you feel insecure. And that won't repel her. It'll usually make her feel closer to you, um, strangely enough. And I know that's an alien concept for a little guy, but trust me, um, yeah, trying to control her is only going to push her away. Now, I know in this video, I can't fix the control issue. What I want to do really primarily is make you feel aware of, do you have control stuff getting in the way? Are you exhibiting some of these these aspects where you try to control situations with women, control new dates, control long-term relationships, and it's absolutely pulling them apart. If you're aware of it, awareness is the first thing, because once you're aware of it, you can start making changes and try to look inward to fix these things. Now, I, some of you, I've had a lot of emails recently from guys wanting to know if I can coach them one-on-one. -on -one. I do offer one-on-one -on -one Zoom coaching around dating, relationships, uh, obviously meeting women, attraction, uh, Tinder and all this kind of stuff. If you want help in this area, I'll put my email below. You can send me an email and we can possibly line up a time to have a Zoom one-on-one -on -one coaching session together. That's it. And thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.